would say to any food service uh, or child nutrition director that please just give it a, a try. Uh, I love working with growers. They're so amazing. They're the hardest working people that I know and they're so passionate about their farms and providing a great quality product that they will not be disappointed. And so I get excited because this is an opportunity uh, to provide healthy meals as well as help the small family farm. All right, welcome to episode 14 of Small Talk with Communities Unlimited. My name is Chris Baker, and today we have the pleasure of meeting someone that I uh, always enjoy talking with. Uh, Brenda Williams is our Healthy Foods Coordinator. Healthy Foods, one of the departments here at Communities Unlimited. Welcome to the podcast, Brenda. Thank you so much for having me today, Chris. I'm so excited. So let's talk about healthy foods First, let's start like bird's eye view. Zoom out for us. We say healthy foods. Everybody kind of knows what we mean. But what does it mean at Communities Unlimited? It means the opportunity to increase access to to local and fresh produce and small rural communities uh, throughout our service region. I'm going to ask you a, a big, broad question here. How do you do it? What What does that mean? Who do you work with? Those kind of things. So what does it mean? Well, Chris, it depends on the day. Uh, We have a number of projects. Uh, Mainly, we work with small-scale growers, and we work with small rural communities to address the food insecurity. And what that looks like, it depends on the grant funding, and it depends on the community that we're serving. I know that when we talk about Communities Unlimited, the service area that we serve in has a very high food insecurity percentage in comparison to the rest of the country. Our seven-state region has a pretty high food insecurity. Um, What are some of the common problems that you run into in rural communities with that particular angle? What we find uh, so many times often is that a lot of these small rural communities, and it can be a small town of a thousand of less or less, and they do not have access uh, to a grocery store. And what that means is that a lot of times they do not have access uh, to fresh produce, uh, nutritious foods. And so our goal is to find out what we can do to increase access uh, to local, preferably produce. The setting of a rural community, I guess I've been asking, meaning to ask you this question for a while, Brenda, is Dollar General, are they like a friend or a foe when it comes to the food insecurities? When I think of Dollar General, I think that they are in so many rural communities. Sometimes uh, in a small rural community, you might see two Dollar Generals. So I really depend, I really think it depends on the community. I think that what we're looking for, we're looking for an opportunity that uh, a family, even though you're in a small rural town, you should have access to fresh and healthy foods so you can prepare nutritious and healthy meals for your families. That's not, or it shouldn't be too much to ask for. But what we're seeing is that in small rural towns of 500 or 600, um, they may have a dollar journal, but that dollar journal does not have or does not provide fresh and local produce. So that's a challenge for them. So that means that they might have to travel 20 minutes or 30 minutes to the nearest grocery store in order to purchase uh, local or or fresh fruits and vegetables. I know you've got 
a variety of projects that we can talk about that we use to address that issue. Uh, availability of local produce and fresh produce. How do you address that? Is, is it things like farmers markets? I mean, because when we talk about rural communities, I would imagine a lot of people think about farming. So if they're farmers, do they not have access to that produce? It really depends on the community. And when we are in a community, uh, we want to be in a community because the community would like for us to be there. And it just depends on the community. It depends. You could be in a community and it's a food desert, but you don't have nearby growers. So that would be a challenge for you to have a farmer's market. Or you could be in a community, uh, say, for instance, one of the projects that we have is a pilot project. It's a food pharmacy project, and we're working with a doctor and we're working with a small scale grower, a black farmer, and we're providing through a grant that we received from the Arkansas Community Foundation, fresh produce boxes. A healthcare provider has identified 20 patients um, that are going to or that are receiving the produce boxes and it's fresh and it's healthy foods and the patients are excited about it. And it also helps a small scale grower. Uh, it's a small scale grower that lives or has a farm outside of Pine Bluff. And so he's making the deliveries. We're doing it for 12 weeks, 20 boxes of fresh and local produce. That sounds like it uh, is one of those programs, I guess the term would be pilot program. Is that something that's kind of being tested? Um, do you find yourself working with a lot of pilot projects to to see kind of what works because it sounds like there's not a common thread that you can just, you know, tie up in a bow and put in a pretty package and apply it to other communities. It really sounds individual. Because it depends, Chris, on what works for that community. Again, as you stated, this is a, a pilot project and we're uh, trying to see if it will work. And we are utilizing the grant funding uh, to test it in this community. We did six weeks in Alzheimer and we were working with a nurse practitioner. And then now we're doing six weeks in Pine Bluff. Other programs that we've had, a produce prescription program in Boonville, Arkansas, and we didn't work with a local grower. We worked with, uh, we had produce vouchers or cards or health cards. Uh, it was vouchers for veggies and where participants that were enrolled in a program. And that program was a pilot project that we were funded from Share Our Strength or No Kid Hungry for six months. And with that program, the participants that were enrolled, we were partnering with with a clinic, a school-based health clinic there in Boonville and worked with the um, nurse practitioner. And so those participants had $80 a month that they would take their voucher cards and redeem them at the local Walmart in Boonville for fresh produce. And that project was a pilot and it was an amazing project uh, regarding increasing access to fresh and healthy foods. From a governmental standpoint, Brenda, are you finding that the support is there for healthy foods initiatives? Um, it probably ebbs and flows, I would imagine, a little bit. Well, Chris, I'm glad that you asked that because I just uh, yesterday I reached out to the administrator of two programs that are funded by USDA. It's the Local Food Purchasing Assistance Agreement Program and also the Local Food for Schools Program for the state of Arkansas. And I was really impressed with the numbers. And so what those programs have done, they have increased access to local and fresh foods uh, from small scale 
growers and producers. And I'm just excited about the opportunity for small scale growers and producers to have market opportunities, as well as for schools to have access to fresh and local, whether it's produce or it could be beef or it could be pork from um, local producers. Well, there's a story that I know of um, because of my job here at Communities Unlimited that uh, you were involved in. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about the process, what was going on with the North Little Rock School District? Because I have a follow-up question to that, but I want people to know the story first. Here, we had uh, received a call. Well, I have uh, a partnership or a network. I work with a pork farmer, a small family farm in Arkansas. They were interested in the in the programs that we had uh, available regarding the local food purchasing assistance as well as the local food for schools. And so the North Little Rock School District reached out to the pork farmer and wanted to purchase uh, some um, pork uh, for their school cafeteria uh, to serve Boston, uh, but sandwiches, uh, barbecue sandwiches. And I was so excited about the opportunity. And it was more than just the one off. They reached out to the farmer and or the producer and purchased um three times. And it was just an opportunity for the school students to receive fresh pork sandwich. And as you know, we're in the Mid-South and we love barbecue, right? And so I just thought it was a great opportunity. And what that school did, they actually purchased a, a smoker in order to prepare the uh, the pork. And so when I see things like this, I get so excited that they're thinking outside of the box. And the grower gets excited in reference to having a call uh, from a school district regarding purchasing uh, some of their pork. So I think to me, it's a win-win. It's a win-win for the school as well as a win-win for the, the small family farm. Okay, so just to rehash what Brenda is doing there and what uh, what those... And what that triangle looks like is she's facilitating purchase of a pork product from a local producer and it's going into the school district to be served to the children. I have a question because I know it's something that uh, you're passionate about. How do we do more of that? Chris, we do more of that by getting the word out, by um, increasing the awareness that it's not really difficult. It's not too hard. If you don't know a grower, you can reach out to Communities Unlimited and say that I want to speak with the Healthy Foods Coordinator and I will do some research to find a producer that's nearby you. And you will be amazed, I would say, to any food service, uh, our child nutrition director, that please just give it a, a try. Uh, I love working with growers. They're so amazing. They're the hardest working people that I know. And they're so passionate about their farms and providing a great quality product that they will not be disappointed. And so I get excited because this is an opportunity uh, to provide healthy meals as well as help the small family farm. Are you finding that the initiative has to be there from, say, the school district in order to do more of this? Is there any way to facilitate more of that outside of the child nutrition director being someone who's also passionate about that? I think that it just, as you said, it just really depends on the state and the communities unlimited. We're fortunate that we do have a grant from USDA and one of the 
goals of this grant is to reach out to the child nutrition directors or to reach out to the school districts. We've been reached out to um, 93 school districts within the uh, Delta uh, in Arkansas, Tennessee and Mississippi combined. And our goal is to identify the school districts that are what we consider rock stars. They're really excited about local. They're excited about fresh produce and fresh agricultural products and they want to bring them into their schools. And so it's a matter of just thinking differently when it comes to working with a small scale grower. And it's also a matter of addressing what are some of your challenges. Uh, we've heard that, oh, I don't know a local grower. In the past, it could have been, oh, I don't have the budget for it. But with this new funding from USDA, uh, the schools have additional, some of the schools, if they requested to get some of the funding that is available, they have additional funding. So it's not a major concern regarding the price point because you're buying local and we want the grower to have the fair market prices as well. You find that a lot of times it's just a an information gap where maybe yes. the nutrition directors don't know what funding is available to them? I totally agree. I think it's just they they are so busy. They're working extremely hard. And a lot of times they could be wearing multiple hats and they could be uh, understaffed. And I think that's the importance of this program to be um, an ally for them regarding reaching out to the grower, finding out what the grower has, connecting them to the grower. I've gotten a call from a local grower and saying, Brenda, I have all this okra and I, I need a buyer. And just reaching out to a school district to find out, are you interested in buying okra from a local grower? He's just right up the road from you. So I think it's about making that connection and letting them know that it is not a heavy lift to connect to a grower. A grower would love for the opportunity um, to connect with a, a school district. You hear the passion in this woman's voice? I can. Uh, we're speaking with Brenda Williams. She's a healthy foods coordinator at Community Unlimited. And this is Small Talk with Communities Unlimited, our new podcast. And Brenda, I wanted to uh, ask you kind of a little bit about your past. Like, where do you come from? How'd you get here? I am originally from uh, Blytheville, Arkansas, a small rural town in the Delta. I grew up in a home and my mom had eight kids and we experienced uh, food insecurity. Um, and so I know the importance of having, you know, healthy and nutritious foods. And I I'm so passionate about working in small rural communities to address the food insecurity and to make an impact. And I get so thrilled when I'm able to connect a grower to a market opportunity and able to get someone excited about eating healthy and fresh foods instead of, you know, spending all their money at a local, you know, convenience store buying unhealthy foods. What is, what is your educational background like? How, how did you wind up in a healthy foods role? I was really, um, I graduated from Arkansas State uh, University in Jonesboro, and I've done nonprofits for more than 20 years. And I, I was just looking for an opportunity to make a difference to, um, really have an impact uh, in the Delta. And I'm just so excited about this opportunity to work with CU and to be able to uh, help uh, small scale growers. The growers get so excited about a market opportunity. And so I'm just happy to be in this position. That what it's really about is simply 
finding more market opportunities and creating more market opportunities? Is that kind of one of the keys to the castle, so to speak? It is very much so uh, because small growers, they know how to grow. They can grow the sweet potatoes. They can grow the squash. They can grow turnip grains. They know how to grow, but maybe something that they don't know or they need uh, assistance with is the marketing. And that's what the programs that we have now are able to help them with that, to make to be able to make that connection for them. We're trying to empower rural communities with this podcast and introduce them to some programs they may never have heard of. If you could rattle off a couple of things that you think would uh, would really benefit a community right off the bat that would be fairly simple for them to pull off as far as healthy foods initiatives would be. Is there some of those things you can talk about? Like what what are the commonalities? I would go uh, in reference to small rural communities. I would definitely say farm to school. I would say start there. And I know that a lot of communities were seasonal, but you can start in an area such as, say, for instance, uh, during October, uh, when it's Farm the School Month, you can look at what are some of the growers in your area and exactly what they have, uh, what type of produce or what type of other items that they have available uh, regarding fall crops. I would say start there. Start with Farm the School. I think that could be an easy win for any small rural community. Those programs are, are a heck of a lot of fun once people start them too. I, I, I see I see the passion when people talk about doing those projects. They they get excited about it, you know? It's not all work. It's some of it's fun. I, I think they really do because you have a small scale grower that is just so excited about this market opportunity. And he's really dedicated and committed to providing you a quality product. He really is. Um, They are so excited about what they do and they love, they have a passion for what they do, growing and being a farmer or being a producer. um, They have so much love for what they're doing. I (laughs) I always look through things. I've spoken with Brenda on a monthly basis, very regularly, but more often than usually. But I always look at things in my own life, Brenda, through this healthy foods lens now that we now that I'm here at CU, there is like a downtown dinner that happens in the town that I live in. And I was sitting there thinking, you know what? In a small rural community, they could pull off like a downtown dinner with local produce produced. It, it, it would just take an organ, somebody to organize it. It would be fun for the community and it would introduce the whole like buying local produce process to the entire community. I don't know. I, I just, I see that happen. I'm like, man, all it takes is a little little nudge of creativity sometimes, you know? Oh, Chris, I'm liking that idea. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, do we have any grant funding available that we can make that happen in some of the rural communities? I love that. But is that how, like, if somebody was in a community and they're listening to this podcast and they go, I'd love to do something, can they bounce ideas off of you or, or what's the process? How do they How do they do this? They can easily just reach out to Communities Unlimited or reach out to me as the Healthy Foods Coordinator. And I would love to have that conversation with them to talk about because in their community, it's probably going to look different. It may not be the same, but what we want to do is to have that conversation with them to find out what they would like to do. Earlier today, 
I was on a Teams call with my colleague and some community partners in Amarillo. We were talking about a community garden and we were talking about the possibility of getting some schools connected to another one of the partners that has a curriculum. So again, it's all about what looks good for them regarding their community and what they want. Can I ask you to um, run down a couple of things here? We're speaking with Brenda Williams, a healthy foods coordinator here at Communities Unlimited. She is all about uh, getting local produce, uh, local uh, meats into the communities, into the schools. And there's a couple of examples that I think are pretty strong examples of things you've done. Can you talk about the uh, the farmer's market that, that happened during COVID that was the, f- the free farmer's market? Can you tell us about that one? Yes. So we were able to receive a grant from the Arkansas Community Foundation and they have and continue to be an amazing partner. And so we received a grant of $15,000 from the Arkansas Community Foundation and we partnered with the mayor there. And what we did was we provided free farmers markets. Basically, we purchased $15,000 of local and fresh produce from small scale growers in that community. And we held free farmers markets. Uh, basically, uh, we set aside some days and some times, and it was in the city of Hermitage. And they were at the community center. Uh, we made the purchases from the local growers. The local growers determined their market prices. And it was an amazing opportunity. People were lined up around the door. I was nervous about the program because I'm in Mississippi and the program's in Arkansas. And I thought, oh my goodness, are we going to have a overflow of people? Are we going to have all this produce left over? And those were concerns I really didn't need to have because it started at like two and people came, they were lining up around 12 and they ran out of produce. Literally all the produce was gone. And we did that for about three times, I believe. And it was an opportunity and it was literally produce everywhere. And it was a variety of produce. Again, it was a free farmer's market from watermelons to tomatoes, cucumbers. It was such an opportunity to increase access to fresh and healthy foods. And it was, it was first come first serve basis. And so. It was whomever wanted the fresh uh, and healthy produce. And it was first come, first served. And they lined up and they were able to get bags of fresh produce and take it home and prepare healthy meals for their families. Where did that creativity, that initiative, where did it come from? Where did it start at? Chris, it was my idea. I am always researching different projects or programs that are out there. I think I actually saw that program. It was somewhere in California. And I was like, oh, that sounds good. Let's try it here. Uh, So I'm always looking for new and innovative ideas uh, to pilot in in our communities. And it just went off without a hitch. And there's one other example, I think, that's really creative and cool and and really empowered some people that I'd I'd like to, to talk to you about. And I'm talking about the trailers through Cargill Black Farmers Initiative. Tell me about that process and how that worked, just so people can be exposed to it. So, see, you reached out to Cargill. And so we reached out to them. We wrote a grant and just having conversations because I work with so many growers and finding out what are the gaps in the system. What we know is that we don't have aggregation. We don't have cool or cold storage and we don't have transportation. What we realized is that growers need 
need to be able to transport from their farm to the market. And so we did some research. We found out, okay, what can we do? Uh, And we had $85,000 in funding. And so with that funding, we were able to purchase 10 cargo trailers and we were able to work with a small business owner and cross it. Uh, And so we identified the growers that were eligible and it was an amazing opportunity to address the gap in the system regarding uh, not having the transportation to transport your produce uh, from uh, farm to market. And one of the growers that we're working with for the food pharmacy program, he is a recipient of one of those trailers. Those trailers were really like kind of a game changer for a lot of those uh, small scale growers, weren't they? It really was in reference to being able to transport your produce from your farm to the market. I think that's such a cool story. And uh, you can read more about that story if you'd like to uh, on our website, communitiesu.org. We're speaking with Brenda Williams, Healthy Foods Coordinator. Hey, Brenda, we're, we're getting towards the end here, but I, I want to ask you if there's anything that you would like communities, potential listeners of this podcast to know about your program, about where you'd like it to be in the future, anything like that that you'd like them to walk away with? Well, I would like them to understand that with this program, our goal is to address the food insecurity and to increase access of local and fresh produce and to be able to build generational wealth for small scale and underserved growers, mainly in Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi, because that's where we have grant funding. And that's what we're about. That's why we're here. That's our purpose. And how do people get a hold of you, Brenda? Is it just call up and say, hey, I'd like to speak to Brenda? It is really that easy, Chris. <laughs> you can just call up and say, I want to talk with Brenda Williams. I have this idea and I'll try my best to get back with you that day. If not, definitely within 24 hours to have that conversation to talk about what you would like to do in your community, whether if you want to connect small scale grower to a market opportunity or whether you want to see um, how you can address uh, the food insecurity. Let's talk. I'm ready to have that conversation with you. Brenda, thank you so much for your time and don't ever stop what you're doing. I think you're amazing. Good job. Thanks so much, Chris, for having me and the opportunity to talk to you about healthy foods. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. Small Talk with Communities Unlimited. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. We will talk to you then. 